I heard this recently from a mom, but it's not the only time I've heard it, and I'm curious if you've heard it too. If you're someone who's been wanting to help your little one gain weight or need more calories in them. So she asked her pediatrician about helping her child gain weight. And disclaimer, this is just one pediatrician. Not all of them would say this, but I have heard more than one say this. Okay, so she said, I I need to help my kid gain weight. And the pediatrician was like, you know what? Just give your daughter lots of ice cream and cookies and whatever candy and soda and don't worry about it. And while I do think it's okay for kids over two to have dessert, I like it to be more in moderation and not become the focus of their diet, even when you're trying to get them to gain weight. Because growing children should get lots of good nutrients, and it's not necessary to completely sacrifice their nutrition in the name of gaining weight. It's not a black and white thing, though. So today, I'll talk through high-calorie foods for kids to gain weight. If you've ever been in this position, you know that it's usually not easy to help them gain weight when you're struggling with it. So we'll talk about calorie-dense foods. We'll talk about why certain foods are better than others for weight gain. Other reasons you may want to prioritize high-calorie foods, even if you're not explicitly worried about extra weight gain, and when the doctor's recommendation of let them eat ice cream and cookies and candy might be appropriate. Welcome back to Feeding Toddlers Made Easy. I'm Casey Barnes, registered dietitian nutritionist, mom of two. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I have a master of clinical nutrition and several years experience working with toddlers and preschoolers in nutrition counseling and education. Feeding Toddlers Made Easy is the place for you to get down to earth and research back tips for feeding your little ones. But like without the nutrition police intensity, without the mom guilt, I'm not here for that stuff. Helpful information, but with a side of grace and understanding for all the million things on your plate as a parent or a caregiver. There are lots of high-calorie foods for kids that I also would consider to be healthy. Long gone are those days of the low-fat, low-calorie everything. Thank goodness, because that style of eating is not doing kids or adults any favors. Side note, do you remember Snackwell's cookies? If you grew up like in the 90s in the United States, I don't know if you had this in Canada, I'm going to guess you probably had these in your house at some point or maybe your grandma or your friends. Let's talk about ruining cookies. Like, those were not good. (laughs) I guess it's not that different from some of those super low-calorie ice creams they have now like Halo Top or Enlightened. You could eat a whole pint for like 300 calories and a side of stomach cramps. Sounds delicious. Okay, so we know that the definition of healthy isn't low calorie because lots of studies have shown us that eating dietary fat doesn't make you unhealthy or overweight, and there's a lot of benefits to kids eating enough calories, or people in general, like growing and developing properly for our kids, for adults like maintaining healthy muscle mass, keeping your menstruation, having good functioning organs. The list is long, so eating foods that have fat is not an unhealthy thing and can help us get the right amount of calories. And we don't have to be afraid of serving high-calorie foods to our little ones. You can feed a kid a lot of calorie-dense foods without it making them gain too much weight or be unhealthy. If you're trying to help your child gain more weight or take in more calories, adding fat to their meals and snacks is the best way to do it. Fat has more calories per gram than carbohydrates and protein, and fat is less filling than protein. 
So the combination of it being higher in calories and doesn't feel quite as filling is that sweet spot that helps us boost up their caloric intake or how many calories they're eating. I'm not saying they should eat only fat, but making sure that we get enough fat and prioritizing it can be a huge help. It might look like they're eating less quantity when you increase fat, but I'm sure you can understand that two tablespoons of carrots is going to have a lot less calories than two tablespoons of peanut butter. So don't get caught up too much in the amount of food you see them eating or how much of their plate is emptied. Having a clean plate means literally nothing, and I strongly recommend against enforcing the clean plate club or happy plate, I've heard it called, when they eat all their food. What's more important is a full, content, calm belly than training your little human to eat past fullness and look to you to tell them when they've had enough to eat. When they really can listen to the cues that are transmitted from their stomach to their brain, they can feel when they are full better than we can see how much they've eaten to know if they are full or not. They can figure that out. And it can actually backfire when you, I know it's hard if you're worried about them eating enough, when you say things like, have a few more bites or keep on eating, take another bite, or you try to put another bite in their mouth, those things that we're hoping help makes them eat more can actually make them eat less. Because if they feel pressured or they feel overwhelmed or they feel like you're in their space, all of those things can reduce the calm that we want them to feel, the relaxed atmosphere that I would like for you to promote for them so that they can feel comfortable to eat, to listen to their body, to tune into those hunger and fullness cues. And if we're trying to interfere with that too much, even though you're coming from a really good place, I know you are, and it could be fear too. You don't want to see them lose weight. You really want them to gain. You really want them to be healthy. So I get that. It's easier said than done to be like, just leave it alone, but try it. If it feels really uncomfortable for you to give them that space, take it as an experiment. Try one meal. Or maybe you have somebody else who can feed them who is not quite as invested because they're not the primary parent who's feeding them all the time. Let someone else do it and see if we can create a better space of calm for them at the meal so that they don't feel like anyone else is invested in how much they're eating. So let's get back to that whole fat protein situation. We talked about why high fat foods are better than high protein foods when we want to get more calories in. Fat is less filling than protein, which means they usually can eat a little bit more and it has more calories per gram. So that's why a tablespoon of olive oil has more calories than a tablespoon of chicken. They do not need to do a keto diet. I know it's popular these days, but generally unnecessary. And when I say to add fat, I do not mean replace everything else in their diet with fat alone. I'm literally just talking about adding more fat to the foods they're already eating. And I don't want you to think that you just have to do protein upon protein shake to get them to gain weight. That's not the easiest way to do it. But I do know that a lot of the kids who I see who have a harder time putting on weight are the kids who love their fruits or veggies and will happily eat a plate of just fruit and vegetables and call that a meal. And that's not going to have a lot of calories. When I've worked one-on-one with clients who aren't gaining appropriately, I almost always find that they're eating a lower-fat diet. Not intentionally, just kind of what they are drawn to or what the parents typically make for themselves. 
I'm going to go through each of the meals in the day and show you how to add more fat while still maintaining an overall balanced healthy diet to start giving you some examples so you can see what it's like to put this into practice. Let's talk about breakfast. If they like cereal, I want you to avoid puffed cereals, the things that feel really airy because that's what they're going to be. If they feel airy, they're not going to have a lot of calories and that's not going to be meeting our goals. Instead, choose granolas or other hearty cereals that have like clusters, nuts, dried fruits. One of the granolas that I like for young kids is the Love Grown brand and I'll link this in the show notes. It has about, like, depending on the flavor, 110 or 120 calories per one-third of a cup, which is about the same amount of calories in three-quarter cup of Cheerios. So if we're comparing the amount, they have to eat a much smaller amount to get more calories, even in that small serving. But it's not as high in sugar. Some granolas can be really high in sugar which I'm okay if they have a favorite and you don't want to go switching that up on them. But if you are looking for a lower sugar option, Love Grown is a great one. And if they're having cereal, I would use whole milk as opposed to low-fat or non-fat. Or if you need non-dairy, I like the Silk Original Almond and Cashew Protein Milk. I know that's kind of a mouthful, but you'll see it in the store. Or you can even add in some cream or canned coconut milk if they will eat it because those have more calories than the milk. So maybe if you do whole milk in their cereal and then a splash of cream in there, that could be a great strategy. Or if you want to do yogurt, I would pick a whole milk yogurt or they have these triple cream ones now too. Don't do Greek, at least most of the time. Try not to. Just again, it's that higher protein and probably going to be a little bit lower calories than some of these higher fat versions. So Siggy's has the triple cream, vanilla, raspberry, lemon. There might be other brands who do that too, but I know Siggy's does. And you can add some of their favorite cereal or granola, or you can even add chia seeds or ground flax seeds. You could add both. You could add cereal and the seeds. If they've never had any of the seeds before, I would start with about a teaspoon and then slowly work up from there, mostly just to see if they like eating it. But if they do, and you could add two or three teaspoons, that would be great. If you want to do more of something like a hot cereal, like oatmeal, make it with milk and butter or cream, or do the canned coconut milk for dairy-free. If they like fruit, I would try to prioritize dried fruit, like raisins or dates. You could do grits with butter. I have a five-ingredient cereal bar recipe that I'll share on my website that is peanut butter-based, but you could use another nut butter if you wanted to, and it's pretty calorie-packed. So that's another one that I like. If they like like granola bars, you should try that recipe. And then some other breakfast tips. If you want to give them, say, muffins, I would try to add butter or nut butter when you're serving, again, just to get some extra calories on there. You can do breakfast meats like sausage in moderation, not every day, just because it's not the healthiest choice we can make. So I'm totally okay with them eating it, but I just wouldn't do it every day. If you're making eggs, make sure you don't skip the yolk because that's where most of the calories are. And then cook it either in butter or oil. Make sure you're not just using the spray on the pan. Make sure to get some more of a fat in there. If they like avocado toast, that's a good one too. What I would do to get in even more calories is to add butter or brush on some like avocado oil or extra light olive oil. Those are my favorites because they don't have much taste to them 
And they're a little bit healthier than, say, just like a vegetable oil blend. So I like to do that and put some on the toast before the avocado to get in some more calories. You could do the same thing, like if you're doing cream cheese and you just also add a little bit of butter on there. Like we're just trying to pack in those calories any way we can. If they like French toast, that's a good one too. You can use a whole grain bread to add some fiber and make it healthy, but then use whole milk and maybe a splash of cream cook it in butter, let them have some syrup on top, or maybe even whipped cream if you want to. I know that sometimes with the high calorie stuff, it can feel like you're just going dairy, dairy, dairy. So that's why I want to give some of these other alternatives too, like using the oils instead of butter or using the coconut cream instead of heavy cream so that it's not always just like dairy everything. In terms of drinks, serving juice is good. It's going to add some calories. I would serve it with a meal or a snack. Around four to six ounces a day is what we're aiming for, but if they go over that, I'm okay with that. Grape juice, orange juice, apple juice are some of the ones that are a little bit higher in calories, and I would probably avoid the, like, the honest juice, I think, is one of them, and there's a couple others where they're kind of half juice and half water. You could do that if, say, you want to serve it twice a day, but in general, that's going to be lower calories than 100% juice, and if we're trying to increase calories, I wouldn't get the water down kind, unless, like I said, you're going to serve it more than once a day. If they're drinking milk, I would do the whole milk instead of low-fat or non-fat or that silk almond cashew blend like I talked about that has more calories than like almond milk. Most of them have very little calories. Oat milk is I think a little bit more decent, but the the best one that's going to be most similar to whole milk is that silk almond cashew blend. One more note on drinks is that actually two more notes on drinks. One, you don't want to let them guzzle water right before a meal cuz that's going to take up a lot of precious stomach space. So I'm not saying to restrict their water intake. I would just try to strategize a little bit more and maybe let them start eating first before you give them some water if they have the tendency to drink a lot at one time. The other thing is that if they're kind of carrying around milk throughout the day, that could actually make them eat less overall because it will lessen their ability to get hungry in between meals and snacks. So I would try to keep it with meals and snacks versus frequently in between. For the kids who love fruits, there are some higher calorie fruits that you could try to choose more often. Avocado, I feel like, kind of feels more like a vegetable, but it's technically a fruit, so I'm adding it in here. Banana, especially if you did like banana with peanut butter. Sometimes I do it with peanut butter and sprinkles because it just looks more fun. Or ground flax is a good one to do with that too. Mangoes are another fresh fruit that's a little bit more calorie dense. So there's a couple dried fruits that don't have any added sugar in them, and that would be dates, raisins, prunes, and dried figs you can find too. So you can do other dried fruits too. A dried mango actually is really good too. I just like to prioritize the ones that don't have added sugar because they're a little bit healthier. Now I'll give you a couple lunch and then dinner ideas. For sandwiches, you can add on some mayonnaise, either spread on, like if you're doing a ham and cheese or something, or mixed in like a chicken salad or an egg salad. You can do, I really like this brand, 
Sir Kensington's mayonnaise. They have ones that are made with some better oils or I think like Primal Kitchen is another one. So there's some good options for mayonnaise. And you could do, of course, peanut butter or another nut butter and jelly. Those are really good calorie sources. Grilled cheese is another good one. Or maybe a bean and cheese quesadilla with guacamole and chips. You could do, my kids actually really like a cream cheese and jelly sandwich. Don't knock it till you try it. You could do cream cheese on a bagel, hummus on a bagel, pizza bagel, anything on a bagel. Or avocado tortillas is something my kids like too, and that's not dairy-based, so just mashed avocado wrapped up in a tortilla, and you can sprinkle in some hemp seeds in there too. Usually those go undetected. For dinner, some ideas you can do, if you make rice, I would add oil or butter, maybe some Parmesan cheese in there, or nutritional yeast if you want a dairy-free alternative. Pasta, instead of doing tomato sauce, try Alfredo sauce or pesto or olive oil. Those are good options. If you do mashed potatoes or mashed sweet potatoes, add in, again, the butter or the oil. Any roasted veggies, if they like that, do that in avocado oil or olive oil to get those extra calories in. For meats, I would choose the higher fat meats like chicken thighs or chicken legs. If you're doing ground meat, don't choose the 99% lean. Choose like 93%, 90%. For fish, choose something like salmon over tilapia. It's going to be more calories there. Salad dressings are great to include as dips or spreads. If they like salad, I would include croutons in there. Uh, Another idea would be peanut noodles. Chicken parmesan is another good one with lots of calories. Baked ziti. Or a vegan idea would be like a potato coconut curry with chickpeas. I hope this gets you started. If you want another episode talking about high-calorie snacks, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Nutrition or submit it to the podcast question box at mominosnutrition.com forward slash podcast. And I have all of this written down in the show notes. So don't feel like I should have said that before. You don't need to be frantically scribbling down ideas. It's all there for you on my website. Another way to add calories to their food would be to add seeds like chia seeds or flax seeds. I like both of them ground because they mix in better. Flax seeds, you do need them ground for them to get the nutrition out of it. Chia seeds don't have to be ground, but I think they mix in better that way. These have more fat than something like a hemp seed, which is also a small seed that can be easy to mix in. I like those too. The brand that I really like for young kids is Tiny Sprout. It's a pretty new brand. I'll link them in the show notes. I have a 10% off coupon code for you too. You can add ground seeds to things like yogurt, oatmeal, muffin or pancake mix, or waffle mix. You can mix it into nut butter in a sandwich or nut butter as a dip for apples or peanut butter. You can stir the seeds into stews or sauces. Those are the main places that I add them in. I would start with about a teaspoon mixed into their portion of what they're eating. If they tolerate it well, if they don't mind it, you can add another teaspoon in and they can have it more than once in a day too. It's a good way to add healthy calories to the foods that they're already eating. In the beginning of the episode, I also mentioned you might want to prioritize high calorie foods even if you're not explicitly worried about extra weight gain. 
And the main times that I say to do this is if, say, they have a short amount of time to eat. Like morning, you have like four minutes for them to cram some breakfast into them. A plain Eggo waffle is not going to carry them over nearly as long as something like my five-ingredient peanut butter bars that are calorie-packed or a smoothie that you add in some avocado, for example. Or if they're easily distracted at meals, you feel like you can barely get them to sit at the table. If you have some of those higher calorie options, you can know that they're not going to be coming back starving 10 minutes later. But if they can get in some bites of something really calorie packed, then you know that's going to hold them for a little bit longer. Or if they're at school lunch and they're the type of kid who wants to talk to their friends or they're looking around the room, they're not paying a ton of attention to their meal, adding in good high calorie foods can help them get a good amount of nutrition at lunch even when they're not eating a full lunch box of food. Last thing, let's talk about when to follow that pediatrician's advice, which again, wouldn't be every pediatrician's advice. And a lot of them are amazing. They listen to your concerns. They help direct you to the right resources and specialists. But sometimes they'll say, just let them eat as much ice cream and cookies as they want. This is kind of like the way that I look at it is it's an if all else fails scenario. Not the first approach you try when looking to increase calories or help them gain weight. But if their appetite is really low, if there's some other things going on, I mean, hopefully you're working one-on-one with a dietitian if they're really struggling. But it's kind of like, for example, say they've been sick, they have a low appetite, they're really cranky, you really want to get something in them. Like a vanilla milkshake is not the end of the world. Go for it. And this can also help to be a bonus meal, like doing a dessert after dinner to squeeze in some extra calories even when they're not really hungry. Or if they've been restricted from dessert-type foods in the past, then it is helpful to start incorporating them more so that they don't feel that level of restriction. But in general, we've got a lot of other ways to help get them more calories rather than just resorting to candy and cookies and ice cream all the time. That's it for today. Stay awesome. I'll talk to you next week.